0: I still call it cheese because, like, mm-hmm. to me, cheese is like, just like whole process of making cheese, and the result of it. So the more dairy techniques, the more dairy techniques I can get into it, and be able to get those complex flavors, those textures, that right acidity, the whole science behind mm-hmm. science and art behind it. That, to me, is whole is what the principle of cheese making is. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with what the greens are. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello and welcome to the Fine Food Podcast with me Sam Wilkin. So this time we're in Borough Market surrounded by lots of delicious animal-based products. I'm speaking to a guy called Samir. Good Food by Samir, the vegan cheesemaker. He's an ex-dairy cheesemaker using traditional methods to create authentic cultured vegan cheeses. Vegan is the operative word. These cheeses are all made uh, based on a uh, cashew-based. Now I really wanted to speak to Samir because there's been a lot in the press recently. um, And if you know about cheese or you're into food and drink, you probably will have read about um, a new, in inverted commas, vegan cheesemonger. I'm not going to mention them by name. I don't want to wade into the argument. But it piqued my interest because I felt like Samir was one of the voices in the debate that was coming it from an angle of the actual producer, someone who was passionate about the product that they made, endlessly fascinated in, in their raw materials and how they manipulate them to create something delicious. So I really wanted to speak to Samir. And he was kind enough to come up to London and speak to me and he brought some of his products. Uh, we tested them with a couple of, uh, well, I guess cheesy palates um, and I'll introduce them later in the podcast. But for now, this is the Fine Food Podcast with Samir, the vegan cheese meat.
0: Uh, my current range of products i don 't turn it into milk because of the whole nature of the cashew nuts it seems like it was a waste to turn into milk with the extra steps because unlike dairy it hasn't got the it hasn't got the right proteins and then hasn 't got the, uh, a good amount of proteins to be able to like for some turn into uh, curds and, and work with it um, so what I do that is essentially I kind of cream it and then I it's the whole principles of cheese making starts there. So I'm using uh, a set of cultures there to cultivate and to essentially uh, raise that acidity level, ferment it, and create those flavours in naturally. Um, uh, I also create my own cultures as well from. Uh, Plant matter, where it's like a mixture of grains and seeds, it's similar to how like uh, beer is made. When they use barley, they germinate it, kind of harvest those uh, bacteria and the flavour from there. When it comes to what I'm doing in the future, is I want to get more back to the roots of it. So I'm going to be, if it works, is creating um, an actual uh, liquid, a uh, milk using those base uh, ingredients
1: and creating the curds that way so you're essentially what you're hoping to do eventually is to get a liquid coagulate that liquid yeah because it actually now so correct me if I'm wrong but my understanding is that you're yeah essentially creaming the, the cashew nuts to yeah. create a curd so you're not splitting splitting
0: it. Yeah. So there's no separation of the right. proteins and the um, and the other stuff like, like that. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, of the, it's the nature of, of the nuts. It's sure, it just, it's leads to more waste and more expensive product at the end um, And then, but then but the issue with creaming it is if you don't add other things afterwards or process it for longer, it's always mm-hmm. gonna remain soft. Okay. So I do add things like a tiny bit of um, like unflavored coconut oil and a bit of, of uh, to get that firmer texture because what I specialize is
1: the the harder cheeses is uh, that unusual I mean forgive me I mean my background is, is dairy cheese yeah. actually my day job I work in in dairy cheese yeah. uh, in the kind of uh, cheesemonger side of things so I know a bit about cheese yeah but I don't know enough about the wider industry of plant-based vegan cheese uh, what, what, what's the kind of dominant uh, uh, style if you like <laughs> or is that impossible to answer? It's there's a lot of rubbish out there.
0: Right. I mean, if you go for the mass-produced um, supermarket ones, uh, they are essentially just uh, starch and oil with um, artificial flavours. Um, then they put in the gelling agents in them to help them to get that like melting factor, um, which people, well, some people want. But then, if you ever ever tried it, they don't have the nice sort of check textures they're just like like plastic and when I find if they are melted they have that like kind of weird texture on the tongue it's, it's not a nice feeling and it's well with all foods including cheese texture is important um, and when I went like switching from dairy to, to vegan um, no one was making like a good hard cheese and I primarily at hard so I on myself to actually
1: make myself. So you, you I mean, you need an environment. Essentially, you need a cave. You need to find your have to wookie I hole my, and find an unused cave. cave. And uh, uh, but well, do you know what I mean? Like an actual yeah. sort of an environment in which you can mature your product. And yeah, yeah, and that's I mean obviously that's that's a big investment. I yeah. know well how much that sort of thing costs to put together, and it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you're using you're using essentially ingredients that create that environment, but within the cheese, so it, it yeah. dries it out. Essentially, I mean, it's like
0: the whole basis of those those other ingredients with the cashews, with the the oil and, the, and starch, are there just to get that firmer and creamless texture. Otherwise, if you don't put them in, they, it will just be like a really soft cheese. Mm. And we got enough um,
1: soft cheese um, out there. We don't need another one. I mean, I don't. If I'm totally honest, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know quite where I fall in the debate about I think for some vegan cheese makers it's very important that their cheese is you know taste is compared as a cheese rather than its own product and I'm I'm a big believer that any product exists obviously in, in the context of other products but also should it should be able to stand on its own two feet and be delicious in its own right yeah and I'd just be interested to know where you fall in terms of are you aiming to make a product that that would be indistinguishable let's say from a West Country farmhouse cheddar or are you just trying to make the best product that you can with the ingredients that you've sort of given yourself to work with?
0: Well, um, when I initially started the, the vegan side of it, I was, wanted to create something that would satisfy my own personal taste. Mm-hmm. And when I was eating uh, my cheddars, I was going for like the, the vintage cheddars. Uh, the, just the whole crumminess, those complex flavors, the nuttiness, it's just, mm. well, I, I love that. I, I ate loads of them and spent a lot of money on it. But, um, <laughs> but the good stuff. The good stuff, yeah, right. Um, but it's like my stuff, I, I know that I can't be able to create that level of complexity of that texture and flavor in what I'm doing at this very point in time. Um, whether or not it, my things my cause I can actually mature my stuff for months i actually I haven't gone beyond beyond like uh, six months so I could get I will not be able to imitate it but I won't uh, but I won't know unless I try mm. but um, the whole yeah so the reason why I started to like satisfy my needs so I think I've done that now so it's 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 a, bit, it's a tricky one because people love their their the, the, the labels and um when it comes to like the uh, your cheddars, your Winchdales, your your mozzarellas and all the all the other thousands of the other ones. It's they're all they're all their cheeses own rights but uh and when we when people like us we know our cheeses, you probably know your cheese more than me exactly <laughs> um it's like but your average Joe doesn't. They only know their cheddars, their mozzarellas, the
1: parmesan. Sure. And, and actually those cheese. words are sometimes used certainly by the public less so within like sort of the chef world or whatever but by sort of you know as you say joe public comes into a cheese yeah. shop i'd like a cheddar actually what they mean is I'd like a hard cow's milk cheddar. cheese or i'd like yeah. a stilton they actually want a blue cheese and obviously as you know as you know there's thousands of different potential yeah. varieties so yeah okay that's yeah, so that
0: people like know they when they say that they they well, they, they, they want cheddar. They see the word cheddar. When a vegan see the word cheddar, they know it and say what they it could be like. Mm. And so it, it's like, it's kind of like a, a marketing tool for the, the well, it is like a marketing tool for, for the, the vegan cheeses, because they are aiming for people who are used to that level of cheese. And, and well, I know that it's, you can't make a vegan cheddar. Mm. Um, because um, the process, well, myself, the process is, is not there. I'm not uh, doing any cheddaring. And I don't know, is there any stipulation on Cheddar's have to use specifically what Uh, type
1: of milk it is? Because like like some cheeses. There's there's well, in terms of PDO, um, there's the West Country Farmhouse cheddar. Yeah. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it it only describes a handful of cheeses and that's, you know, uh, you know, cow's milk. um, But the cows have to be from that farm milked on the farm. You know, there's a whole list of stipulations. Cheddar, cheddar as a word is a much looser term. Yeah. and I guess it's why it's become kind of synonymous with a style rather than... I mean, you make the point that, that you know, cheddar is not just a place and a cheese it's also a verb. You know, you, they are cheddaring the cheese when they make yeah. it. So I think it's important to make that distinction, actually. I, yeah. think, I think that is important.
0: I think also what I did as well, because I used... I initially, I think in some places I still label my stuff as cheddars. Uh, and I know that it doesn't fully have that taste and texture of mm. cheddar as I say, it's it's more easier for people to get a grip of it because if I give them a whole list of words and they don't know what it is, Mm. or if I say, well, it's not really a cheddar, but it's like a cheddar slash Winsdale slash whatever, they get even more confused and all they want is just have some cheese and be happy. Yeah, right. Okay, fair Um, enough. So, I mean, I got to a point where I'm more comfortable now and not use those Use those labels. I still call it cheese because, like, mm. to me, cheese is just like whole process of making cheese and the result of it. So the more dairy technique, the more dairy techniques I can get into it and be able to get those complex flavors, those textures, that right acidity, the whole science mm. behind science and art behind it. That to me is whole. Is what the principle of cheese making is. It's nothing mm. to do with what the greens are. It's just everything else. Of the, the results are.
1: Mm. Um, I still haven't got to be able to come, come up with a name for my cheese, by the way. No, but uh. but what what you're doing is looking to kind of, I guess, reframe the conversation and actually to, to be fair as well, get your product well known enough that, that whatever you do decide to call it becomes synonymous with that style of vegan cheese. So when people yeah. ask for a, I don't know what you're going to call it, but X, Y, or Z, other, you know, people will know what it is rather than having to ask for a cheddar. You're kind of creating a new like a new language. I mean, you're setting yeah. yourself a bit of a challenge, shall we say? But I like that. It's good. So we left the uh, side street, just just actually two, two doors down from Neil's Yard Dairy, and walked into Borough Market to Mons. I mean, Mons is one of the great beasts of uh, French cheese. They import to London some some really genuinely beautiful products from the continent, and we were there with Emma Young, who runs their wholesale side of things. She's there. She's their restaurant go-to. Uh, And out of the blue, unbeknownst to me, also another uh, colleague of mine, Tom Chatfield from Quicks Cheddar. So um, two really, really high quality cheese palettes there. And I really wanted them to give their feedback on Sumir's product. Sumir was understandably a little nervous, but have a listen to see how we got on. So what have we got here, Sumir?
0: This one is a feta style cheese. Um,
1: I think there might be just around
0: the corner actually so no? that's all right well the funny thing is is that I had a few uh, Greeks try it and they, they gone mad for it. they said it's very close to uh, the real thing I, had, I also know someone who actually makes um uh, all cheese she has her own goats and she's uh, blown away by how close it is. So it's very very slight difference at the end the end um, and it feels, how it feels in the mouth, okay. where Michael's a bit off dry, rather than oily, but says it's very close.
2: The texture crumbles like a feta, it sort of melts right at the end as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got, got all, all that acidity, brightness. Mm-hmm. briny flavours, bit of olive notes.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, well done. It's really quite delicious, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important that we do judge these, I mean, I know it's a really stupid thing to say standing next to a massive pile of cheese, but sort of outside of the context mm-hmm. of cheese, because as a product on its own, I mean, reality is it, stands next to a feta really well and it's got a lot of the notes that we talk about when we talk about feta, but it's trying to mentally remove dairy feta from the conversation in a sense and focus on that as, as its own product. And I yeah. think as its own product, it, it stands up. It's yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, so like, um,
0: as we was saying before, it's like the whole label, the um, whole notions of the labels. It's like, I call it feta now, it's because it's, it's, well, it's one of my products which is really close to the dairy counterpart of it. Um, but it's like it's still one of those things where I want want to give it its own thing. It's, it's strong enough to have its own set of legs to run off sort of thing. So I still call it to me. I still call it cheese, but I don't want to essentially give it that feta label, cheddar label, because with those um, those processes, those um, um, well, obviously with the legal status, there's also a lot of heritage involved of it, and. If it's that if dairy fatter, cheddar, it's a lot of heritage, You don't want to. It's not really, well, not, not really upset anyone, but it's like. Well,
1: it's respectful, it's, it's, yeah, isn't it? Respectful, Yeah, it's
0: respectful. Yeah.
3: And about having a point of reference rather than trying to replace yeah. something. So, what are we
0: moving on to next? Essentially, I call it just a hard cheese now, well, semi hard cheese. It's um, yeah. much more of a stronger tangy notes uh, compared to the first one. Um, this one is, again, a a young cheese as well. Um, yes, yeah, about just under a month old. Is this one almost uh, always, is this cashew
2: based
0: as well, sorry. Yeah, yeah. the only thing I've got now is cashew nut based. Um, you anything else other than that? This is top secret. I will be doing things <laughs> as well, I'm trying to get more local uh, ingredients to do it my second popular one as well. i We also get a lot of flacky as well the uh, <laughs> non-vegans from the cheddar makers for
2: example um, <laughs> it's just the
1: Tommy's doing his best not to loom at this point <laughs> um.
0: so compared to like a I used to label it as a cheddar for just so people can get a point of reference but it, I, I know it hasn't got the same sort of texture to it so it's it's like a, a firm but creamy style of cheese um, where it has like a that sharp a bit of sourness
3: to it, mm-hmm. yeah. And are these,
0: so this is pressed like a oh, cheese would be? Because um, there's quite a small ones aren't actually properly um, pressed, mm-hmm. um, I find that because it's just small cheese, I I have to like, make a lot of it in yeah. a small sort of process, I don't actually press these ones. Um, I have got others which I do actually properly um, press, uh, but they're more of like a
3: three kg type of uh, wheel. Yeah, um, so the texture is achieved by being drier
0: rather than pressed, is that? Yeah, so it's been, um, after it's been um, shaped, um, it's then, um, it gets uh, salted, uh, brined, and mm-hmm. then let to air yeah. dry for a bit, then before cool. being sent to my little makeshift cheese cave. Yeah, nice. So just a box of a humidifier, <laughs> <Cool. other> I don't <laughs>
3: yeah. fans. Yeah, like any good home, good. home cheese maker. Right. <laughs> it really develops. Like the complexity of the flavour, you do get as you say, that sourness kind of emerges on the back. It's quite a slow build, which is nice because it's got a sort of longer journey. Yeah,
2: mm. I get sort of um, <coughs> at the beginning quite a hit of acidity, and then the flavour develops afterwards. So it's yeah. sort, sort of with your primary senses, and then it goes into full sort of cashew and, and right. lots of other different flavours developing yeah. as well.
3: Yeah, it's got that. Nice, kind of nutty. Almost. There's something else on the finish that yeah, I can't quite put my quite finger on, but yeah. it kind of feels like it speaks to what it's made of, which is, if you like the, yeah, the answer. Certainly
1: texturally, it's interesting what you were saying samir about the sort of the, the what you're left with after the the feta style. Is it has got that sort of the oil you, that you get from nuts? You're left with that in your mouth rather than a kind of a dairy fat. Yeah, it's a different, just a different sensation really, as much as anything. I don't quite know what to say. It's a really strange experience trying these next to what the three of us are much more familiar with, which is that kind of. There, it's almost like it's a. It's, it's sort of like you, you're using the same paints, but on a different canvas. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, so you you end up with quite a different effect, but it's still familiar and it's still kind of those flavour notes that we enjoy and that acidity and that kind of that tang. I mean, I think.
2: I think they all work really well in
1: their own. What, what, I mean, what do you think? I mean, how does it work yeah, for you?
2: They they do all work in, in their own different respects. They're all um, completely different, which is nice to see as well. That you can still make lots of different styles using the same ingredient in the same way that you do with milk and making cheese. Um, I think the 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 softer, fresher feta style is delicious. That's really nice. I would happily have that one at home and use it all the time these guys i'm not as familiar the harder cheeses i'm not as familiar with i I keep going back to it to keep trying it because it's something i'm not as used to Um, but i definitely like the flavor that's there it's just the textures my my brain is going oh it should should be slightly different but it's it's not so i keep going back to try it
1: uh, it's almost like a comp for me it's almost like a slight conflict of flavor and texture and I, i this is not i'm gonna i'm gonna just sort of preface what I'm about to say with this is not in any way a a criticism it's more a reflection of what I'm used to rather do you see what I mean so the texture I would usually expect to go with a more kind of mellow rounder flavor and actually there's a kind of quite sharp tang to it which more often I would associate with let's say a feta style cheese so it's quite I'm sort of trying to wrap my my brain palate around it a little bit and and because I'm enjoying it you know, I'm salivating, I'm enjoying the, the, the process of eating it, but I'm not being able to pair up the, the firmness of the cheese with that kind of quite young, fresh, acidic, lactic, almost tang to it. I don't know. The cheddar man, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, the, the thing I was just noticing when
3: we were talking is, like, I feel like you have the spirit of a cheesemaker. Mm. Um, and Emma's met a few more than I have. But, yeah, just the way you talk about developing the recipes nice. and kind of all the tweaks and the constant trial and error. Yeah, it's very much parallel little, to the,
0: Art uh, a bit, um, yeah, there's a lot of art involved there's a lot of science in it but I think there's still a lot of art when it comes to cheese making, it's like, um, it's one of the reasons why I still have a lot of respect for dairy cheese making, because forgetting vegan side things with, with dairy and all sorts of stuff, the whole process behind cheese making, it's, it is an art, there's a lot of heritage involved in it, and I sort of respect it. Um, if I don't respect it. Like, I don't respect that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that's I actually think that's fair enough.
3: And you've so in terms of how you develop these recipes, it sounds like you've read a lot about how to make cheese yeah. in the dairy sense, and
0: yeah, that's so been a
3: large part of how you develop the methodology.
0: Yeah, but basically what I learned, what I read, what, basically what, what I was doing, learned. like trial and error, just to. Um, um, Get to where it was in dairy, but then it's just transferring that knowledge to the vegan side, seeing what works. But not everything is going to to work. There is no like rene, um, vegan rennet out there, but that I know of, that, that would do. Um, Due to plants, what it does to milk, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's not everything's going to be exactly one to one. To one. It's, just, it's,
1: just, it's just a basic trial area, experimenting as so a whole, seeing what works really. a there 's a weird kind of undercurrent to the conversation as well in that I think and i, mean, I don 't get this from you at all I think you 're pretty clear in what you what you think about it and, and that 's kind of think great you know because you back it up with what we 've just discovered is a really delicious product but there 's a certain amount of there 's a certain amount of publicity that surrounds certain vegan products and certain vegan places where they sell these products that is a sort of the small guy against goliath you know yeah and actually i feel like the experience that we've just had with two people are utterly entrenched in dairy cheese it's, it's it's curiosity generally speaking i think i'm really curious to know more about the product that you make and i think it's not helpful in a sense to get drawn into the world of semantics you know we're not i'm not really interested in you know, you could call it whatever you want. Actually, I want to know what it tastes like and feels like in my mouth.
0: I need someone to help me to figure my name out. That's
1: yeah, that's but then, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. What do I call it? But then we're entering into the world of branding and branding, as we know, can be quite you know, can be quite shallow if you've got an amazing product behind yeah. that branding. I mean, I don't know, like the, the world of craft beer is a great example. You know, there's a lot of people who make amazing beers and they've got beautiful labels. There's also a lot of people who spend all their time working on the label and then the beer's a bit of an afterthought and it, it's sort of not that exciting. Yeah. So. I'd sort of almost, I I'd, I'd feel, I'd feel quite passionately that, that on both sides of the argument, we should remove the semantics from it. I think the technical word cheese is up for grabs. I think when people start, at maybe, I don't know, I don't know, using another, another form of branding to sell a product, that's a different conversation. I suppose the bit I'm interested in is, is this product delicious? Yeah. Could, do I enjoy it? And that's sort of it, really. You know? Here's one for you.
0: Would I get thrown out if I entered my, my stuff into the uh, the fine foods, the tasting?
1: <laughs> the World <laughs> Cheese Awards? Yes. That is a very good question, and I am not even going to enter that conversation because, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I think... Uh, yeah, so Funny you know, so, someone asked me to, um, for me to enter in
0: this, uh, not, uh, not in a competition, but to like go to this uh, cheese event, dairy, obviously heavy, heavy dairy mm. cheese event. With my vegan stuff because they they were interested in having another option there i don't think anyone is looking for i mean so me, me, like to me you're putting me you're putting me in a very head difficult
1: head. position here i you know i felt like off off microphone we weren't going to drop each other in it but uh, <laughs> i what do i think about that that's a really difficult question i don't i don't know i don't know if i don't know if the world of dairy is ready for that that doesn't however mean that it won't be yeah and actually i was talking to I won't mention any names because it's from my other job, but a really, really brilliant chef who's running a really exciting sort of supper club uh, out in East London. And I mentioned to him that I was meeting you. And he said, well, you know, I was delivering him some cheese. He said, we've, we've all got to get on board with it. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a thing. So why not just get on board with it? And actually, as long as there are producers like you who actually care about what they're producing they're not just creating a mass market product that you can grate on pasta for the supermarket they're actually approaching it as an artisan food producer you know with high sort of quality standards and a kind of inquisitive mind and Tom made the point that you know you do just you sound like a cheesemaker because you're a cheesemaker, you know it's it's that so I, I think as long as that is the way that the industry goes that's really exciting and, and it just means there's just more choice more delicious things to put in your mouth and enjoy so I'm not even going to answer your question
0: <laughs> uh, <that's> fair, <laughs> because I value
1: my skin. <laughs> that's but. fair. Because to be honest, it's like um,
0: when I want to say a lot to people. It's a lot of people hate on vegan foods, whereas imitations or just food in general. And at the end of the day, food is food. If it tastes good, who cares?
1: So that was Samir Safdar Robbins, the vegan cheesemaker. I really enjoyed speaking to Samir. I really enjoyed trying his products. I thought they were delicious and I'm really quite excited to see where the world of vegan cheesemaking goes. Um, I think the debate will continue to rage over whether it is or isn't cheese. I'm glad to see a producer like Samir moving away from specific terminology like cheddar, for example, and trying to come up with a new language. I think that's a really positive way to go and, and forces the product And a delicious product like that to stand on its own two feet. Um, So I'm really looking forward to seeing where the world of vegan products goes. Next time on the Fine Food Podcast, I'm going to be out in the countryside and things are getting a little spicy. See you then. The Fine Food Podcast is produced by Seliman and Michael Lane of Fine Food Digest. It's edited and presented by me, Sam Wilkin. If you want to know more about the Guild of Fine Food, go to gff.co.uk.
2: Selim and Sam on Twitter and Instagram